0: Welcome to Weekly Creep This is our first listener episode Yes We plan to put out a listener episode on a monthly basis Uh, This is one of the reasons why we ask you to send us your weird life experiences Having to do with ghosts or people or anything really Uh, The second reason is for our entertainment (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much so the first of every month is going to be uh, an episode that is 100% listener story uh-huh. we're still going to keep hopefully um, like one listener story at the end of every regular episode too I think um, as long as we keep getting them in
0: mm-hmm. yeah we'll put them out as we get them but if we start getting lots of them then we'll save a few for like a nice juicy listener episode
1: yeah or like say if one is particularly long oh uh, yeah you'll yeah. probably find it here mm-hmm. um but yeah either way we're still hoping to be uh mostly listener oriented orientated for our irish listeners uh podcast
0: yeah so if you don't hear a listener story it's because we're bone dry out of listener stories yep okay all dry. right very dry. <laughs>
1: okay, Dulce, take it a lead.
0: All right, cool. So the first listener story ever.
1: Ever. Oh, yeah, this actually came <laughs> in. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say a quick thank you. This is from a dude called Jeremy Adams, uh, and he's actually our first listener story that came through the email um, at weeklycreep at gmail.com so we got pretty excited when we got that yeah yeah so yeah thank Take you it away.
0: jeremy you're the real mvp here okay so it reads <clears throat> good morning i'll keep it short ish my sister passed away at the age of 31 in 2017 due to alcoholism she drank so much her heart stopped While she was sleeping in the bed with her husband. We all expected the day to come. But even expecting it. You're never ready when it does. I still replay my dad's phone call to me. In my mind sometimes. I'm active duty. So I wasn't in Tucson when it happened. I was stationed in Fort Worth. Anyways. A few weeks after. I was back home in Texas. And like anything traumatic. Some days are better than others. This particular day was a tough one for me. I hadn't slept much the night before, and was in a depressed mood all day, thinking about her, and all the things I'd never got to share with her. I was in the kitchen with my two dogs, as they enjoy helping me taste test throughout the meal prep. There was nobody else home, besides, as my wife was still active duty as well, and stationed in Whidbey Island. So I had a few glasses of red wine, as I was cooking and talking to myself and Sarah, my sister, and telling her we really missed her and that sort of stuff. And just as I say, I hope she comes to visit me once in a while and say hi, I heard a loud crashing noise from my master bedroom. Both my 100-pound gentle-as-a-lamb pit bull and other (laughs) pupper scurried to me for protection. I'm like, what the hell? Y'all are supposed to run to the noise, not to me. (laughs) But anyways, I grab a gun and go to investigate. What a badass.
1: (laughs) Well, he's in the fucking army. I mean... I should hope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I walk into my room, expecting to find someone trying to break in. But instead, I see a bunch of pictures had fallen off the wall. Which didn't make sense, as as they'd all been hanging there for over a year. Since i would moved in As I'm picking them up I notice that the only pictures that fell Were ones that Sarah was in The remaining ten or so on the wall Had other family members in them But not her She was always messing with me And playing pranks on me When she was alive And I guess she still is In the afterlife She must have heard me talking About her She must have heard me talking about missing her, and wanting her to stop by, and so she did. I was upset about burning my dinner, and having to rehang all the pics, but I was so glad she decided to say hi, and tell me she was still there with me. It's not really a creepy ghost story, but it's cool, in my opinion at least. Good luck with your subreddit, hope it works out great, and y'all get some cool stories. Be well and god bless best regards jeremy adams
1: right on so thank you again jeremy i personally really like those kind of stories like they're yeah. the kind of stories that like my family have you know yeah and uh, like yeah maybe it's not spooky i'm sure at the time it scared the shit out of him like right but it's also like, oh, you get that nice warm feeling, like you know, you yeah. know, it's just my sister coming back to me.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a happy kind of. Yeah, exactly. And it's like bittersweet. Yeah. Compared to other stories, where it's like, and the ghost still plagues me in my dreams, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's an old egg.
1: <laughs> it was a demon. <laughs> yeah. This is a portal <laughs> to hell. Yeah. Where, well, yeah. as a matter of fact, no, it was actually just a really nice message from a si- well. I mean, yeah, he had to clean up, but I'm sure she was laughing. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks again, Jeremy. Um, This is one that we got of uh, one of those Reddit posts that I put up just asking people to share their stories, basically.
0: That's how we fish. (laughs) Yeah, literally, (laughs) I have
1: been spamming. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, anyway, this is from, uh, and this person actually now is a listener oh great from that yeah so listener dusk muse seven eleven. okay I saw their ghosts before their bodies were discovered this was quite a few years ago I would have been seven eight at most I was walking home from school when I rounded the corner to go down the hill quick explanation the area I lived in there was a street block in the shape of a horseshoe with my street going through it turning it into an A at the okay okay and at the end was a main street At the bottom of this hill, across the road, I saw these two teenagers standing in a little cut out of the woods. I remember thinking their clothing looked different than what I saw people wear at the time. It wasn't anything that old. The girl was just wearing ripped jeans and a baggy plaid jacket. I'm pretty sure the guy was wearing green. The guy gave the girl a kiss on the forehead before she hugged him. As they turned towards the woods, I saw a rifle in the guy's hand. I had planned to watch them walk in when a friend of mine called out to me. In the few few seconds, I looked to my friend and back. The pair were gone. You may wonder why I wasn't freaking out about seeing a gun in the teen's hand, but I lived in a small town in northern Canada, so it wasn't that weird. I forgot about it until a month or so later, when my mom had been reading the paper, and there was a story about a man walking his dog in the woods, and he had found bones the bones of a pair of teens that went missing back in the 80s. My mom had kind of knew them, having been in the same grade as the girl. Apparently the pair had been dating, but but their families hated each other, when one day they suddenly vanished. Everyone thought they ran away until the discovery. It was said to be a murder-suicide or double-suicide by the guy. The man who found them discovered them when his dog ran into the cutout of the woods and then went further in. Probably not the creepiest story, but it's one that sticks with me. Again, that story to me is pretty creepy. But they're the kind of stories that I love. Like even (laughs) more than like the oh dark and dreary.
0: Well, okay, to be fair, we like all those kinds of stories. I think we're gonna keep repeating ourselves. It's like, oh, those are the kinds of stories I like. No, those are the kinds of stories (laughs) I like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but people are saying like, oh, it's not that creepy or whatever. Don't worry. Yeah. Even if you don't think it's creepy, they'll yeah. send it to us.
0: How about you send it to us first and then worry later about whether it's creepy yeah. enough or not. Don't By worry. then, we'll already have it and yeah. we'll already have written, read, uh, read it.
1: And we'll judge you.
0: <laughs> Let us uh, be the judge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was actually um, talking to this person and they said that they would like forward me on the information about the, the murder. Mm-hmm. And um, they just haven't yet. I don't know. Maybe they forgot. So if you're still listening don't forget like send it on or at least give me the name of the town and i'll research it myself
0: so here we have an anonymous listener story
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was home alone with my then three-month-old my guy was working overnights i start hearing static over the baby monitor so i get up to check just to make sure i get to the doorway And I see a silhouette of a very tall man, except it was like a negative of light where he was standing. The hallway light should have hit him and some kind of color should have shown, but it was just black, absence of light, just standing there, watching. I reached around the door, flipped on the light and grabbed my son, turned for a quick look before I bolted hell-bent for a frozen night outside. And he wasn't there. I stopped, turned off the light, and the shadow was there, but a few steps closer. I slammed the door, cracking the frame in the process, and spent the rest of the night in my fully lit bedroom with my little one. He just giggled. (laughs) It wasn't the last I saw of him in my son's room, and my now my now five year old has spoken of him often. Whoa. Dun dun dun.
1: So I've been hearing a lot of shadow story or shadow men stories. Yeah. Lately. And um same as like the whole like it's a demon. Like maybe it is just one of their family coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just how they manifest yeah so it's not actually like obviously i'm gonna shit myself if i see a you know six foot tall shadow man in the door but maybe it's just like oh it's uncle bob and if the kid's not freaking out
0: yeah um or i you know i like that one theory that we heard from the witch bitch uh witch bitch amateur hour i think it is where they were discussing how shadow people could be travelers from parallel dimensions
1: oh okay yeah so they're just like not fully coming through basically right it's like a bad reception
0: mm-hmm. like a negative
1: yeah i still don't like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah because i mean in maybe in that parallel universe they're not supposed to be using that kind of technology you know yeah, yeah. Because, or maybe the people that are using that kind of technology are using it for malicious reasons.
1: Yeah, like creeping on fucking mom Le- and her babies. Yeah. No thanks. Hmm. Um, before we get into this next one, do you want to tell them what happened? Oh. And where <laughs> we went.
0: Uh, okay, so originally we planned to go to the galvez hotel in galveston texas Mm -hmm. uh it's only an hour away um for adam's birthday which is on the 25th yeah but days before is when we caught wind that hurricane laura was heading towards us and galveston um had a Voluntary evacuation that eventually led to a mandatory evacuation. But um, so that plan got canceled um, in an attempt to salvage the paid time off that I submitted to work. <laughs> I was like, well, Laura's not going to Austin. So how about we just go to the Hotel Driscoll and see old Colonel Driscoll, the beef baron? The beef baron himself. <laughs> So we went. Uh, We just went for a night. Uh, It was... The hotel is gorgeous. It's It's
1: really fucking cool.
0: Like I was telling our friend Carl. um, It's it's the most beautiful place I've ever set foot in. A place like that only exists in movies. And... It it just felt like I wasn't in Texas.
1: Yeah, it genuinely feels like you step back in time. Like that that was, I was just talking to another friend earlier and uh like what we're used to at home is yeah if we walk into like an old ass building yeah um like the Kaliny castle even like that's like about 260 years old or something and it it's kind of shabby looking you know like it looks like it's been rained on for 250 years whereas when we walked in there it was it literally looked like what you would expect a cowboy to lose all of his money in a gambling thing in you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like, yeah
0: I guess yeah that's that's what I'm I that's what I guess I was sort of what I was trying to say is that it's like we went back in time and yeah. it wasn't 2020
1: yeah <laughs> and it still has that that like really nice air of like grandeur like you know yeah, what I mean? like it is yeah. really fucking uh yeah it's just sick like the the floors the big pillars and hmm Uh, like the crazy ceilings and stuff like that yeah
0: yeah it was gorgeous
1: and me being I was an electrician uh, in Ireland and so anytime I walk into a place just like after like years of programming you look straight at like oh how is this like done or how is that (laughs) done and this is what I was saying to our friend earlier yeah like I'm a real like it's just a bad habit that I'll look straight at the like, the bad patchwork in the corner. I'll we'll be like, oh, place is fucking ruined. <laughs> but they didn't have any of that. Like, it was still, like, as if it was a brand-new hotel. Like, that's yeah. why when we walked in, it was just like, fuck yeah. me. And anybody who was on our Instagram um, saw, like, the stories that we put up and the pictures. That yeah, the
0: picture is we'll still there.
1: Yeah, so uh, we decided I th- we were going to do some ghost hunting.
0: Yeah, oh, I just wanted to mention what you do being – you know, with your experience as an electrician it's not too weird because um I do that same thing but with IKEA furniture oh, yeah. because <laughs> because I work at IKEA and whenever I go somewhere I'm always trying to spot like is that IKEA furniture <laughs> <laughs> even on T V like T V shows. Yes, yeah, straight away. <laughs> Which surprisingly has tons of IKEA furniture. Of course it does. Yeah. But anyways, um we had dinner at BBG's, highly recommend, Yeah. on 6th Street. And after that, we showered, got changed, and we said, um, you know, fuck going out and exploring Austin. Let's continue being holed up in the Driscoll because that's why we're here.
1: Yeah, and being the time that it is, there was, um, well, I think there was a lot of people there because of the hurricane, but nobody was, like, socializing there. Yeah, yeah. So the, were sort the place of like, still looked pretty empty.
0: Yeah, they were kind of just hunkered out in their yeah in their uh, rooms. So I think only I only saw like maybe a handful of people as we were walking around in that hotel that didn't work there, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, so we were walking around um, the different floors, and uh, we were doing EVP recordings. We didn't get anything. But um, as we were walking down the main steps that are in front of the enormous painting of Colonel Jesse Driscoll,
1: the beef baron the himself, beef baron
0: himself <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't paying attention and I thought the stores, the stairs ended, but I was wrong and I ended up missing <laughs> those steps. And I landed, um, on my ankle. like all my weight landed on my ankle on that beautiful tile. (laughs) And I just hit the floor. My phone went flying and I was in so much pain when I hit the floor. I heard two or I rather felt two cracks in my ankle. And I said, that's it. I'm fucked. That's I'm fucked. (laughs) Dead. And, um, So the guy in the lobby that had checked us in, he was still there and he grabbed a chair and they sat me in it and he was like, you want me to call the ambulance? I was like, yeah, because I think I broke my ankle. (laughs) So the EMS came, gave me some fucking, what is it? Fentanyl or something like that.
1: Yeah. It was like a, like a morphine type thing. Yeah. Painkiller.
0: Yeah. Took the edge off, went to the hospital they gave me x-rays turns out nothing was broken i was just in awful pain everything was fucking swollen my ankle my foot my fucking toes yeah everything and uh we didn't get released from the hospital till like four in the morning yeah so yeah and we...
1: in the meantime again this is n- nothing uh bad about austin or anything i think it was just bad timing yeah we ended up staying in the emergency room a little while longer because right after we left the hotel somebody got shot outside the hotel
0: and several people got shot
1: yeah and or shot at shot at at least Mm -hmm. yeah one person Mm -hmm. got hit definitely so um and then another incident happened i think a lady stabbed her boyfriend i heard all this through the (laughs) hospital like um radio or whatever as i was there i was like oh shit but what that meant so we got a little bit delayed which was fine mm-hmm. but then when we left the hospital to go back to the hotel which is literally a five minute drive the street was closed off oh. and once say couldn't walk so i went up to the cop and i was like oh can we just like drive right down there and he's like you know no it's a crime scene yeah <laughs> um so he's like oh just go around this way gives us directions and stuff like that and then he calls us back just as i'm about to drive off and he's like oh actually uh was it seven seven streets or one-way street um so gonna- just yeah just turn down anyway and just turn on your blinkers yeah <laughs> so i was like uh okay so i'm driving the wrong way down like it's a busy street luckily it's like 4 30 now and so like the cars coming towards us are just like in the other lanes we finally get down to the hotel and the cop like shines his light over us. And I'm like, it's all right. I spoke to your buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he, I think he, he, just, he was just like, oh, yeah, all right, whatever. So we finally got into the room. He was
0: like, I have no friends. You're <laughs> lying. <laughs> <laughs> Steve died four years ago. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so anyway, we, we got in then and uh, put Dulce to bed. And so our night at the Driscoll wasn't exactly a night at the Driscoll. It was more of a night at the emergency room. Yeah. And the only two freaky things that happened. Uh, well, they both happened to you.
0: Oh, yeah, they did happen to me. So
1: also, we had been watching a video. I think we were actually watching like the live stream of the hurricane <laughs> um, in Galveston. And, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, on YouTube. And uh yeah, then just some random fucking video. Oh,
0: no, it didn't happen that way. Okay. So I was watching YouTube. I was watching a makeup video cuz mm. I have a makeup obsession. And so I paused the video, but I still had, you know, like the in-screen video thing, where right, it'll yeah, it'll yeah. stay up like it'll it can it'll still stay on your screen if you're in other apps, right? don't say it doesn't have an iphone yeah that's what i was gonna say like iphone users wouldn't know but you know (laughs) android users that's that's the the pro of it but anyways so i had paused that video um and i decided to open up spotify to listen to let's get haunted i and then i paused it because i don't really know why i paused it i just paused it and then um then Adam and I started talking about something and then my phone starts playing a video but it wasn't the video that I had it paused on it was a completely different video um so it was as though someone had selected a video from the list of suggested videos and just decided to play it you know so I was like all right all right all right you know Adam want to go take a shower And I was like, all right. And I had paused that video. I was like, you know what? I don't want to piss anybody off in this room. Maybe they want to see this fucking video about politics. So I'll just let it play. So (laughs) (laughs) I hit play again. And I'm like, okay, there. This is the fucked up shit that's going on in this world right now. (laughs) If you really want to know because you don't know otherwise because you're stuck in this hotel ghost. So Maybe
1: it was the president. Maybe it was LBJ.
0: Yeah, so that's that's one of the things that I thought about. So I was like, maybe he wants to know. You know what the what shit's going on in the White House, and um so anyways, and then the second one was when i when I plugged in uh my phone to charge on this
1: uh it desk. Was a desk yeah
0: it was a desk, yeah that had like this old timey desk that was updated to have like an
1: outlet. Oh yeah, socket, yeah.
0: Yeah, it had one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and um and it was a few feet away from the a side table that had a lamp on it. And when I plugged in in that desk, the light, the lamp um started flickering and I was like, "Okay, that's fucking weird." So I unplugged it cuz I was like, "Okay, we're going to debunk this." And I plugged it back in and it didn't happen and it didn't happen again like the rest of the time that we were there so i thought that was weird oh yeah and then i fell down the stairs
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean we don't know whether that was paranormal or not i think it might have been something to do with uh Mr. Driscoll himself, Colonel Driscoll, getting yeah. revenge on us for calling him the beef baron.
0: Maybe. I think so. I mean, I did fall right in front of his fucking picture. Yeah. He's like, I'll give you a fucking beef baron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that w- what was meant to be your bonus episode this week was going to be us investigating in the Hotel Galvez and then giving you all the information.
0: Or the Driscoll.
1: And then it turned into the Driscoll. Yeah. And then the Driscoll turned into a disaster. Yeah. So now we're recording our first listener episode.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, um, we wanted to do these anyway.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And we want to give, like, little bonus episodes in between the normal Friday drops, which was what we wanted to do when we went to the Driscoll. But, I mean, most of our time was spent in the ER, so... That didn't pan out the way we wanted to. We definitely are going to go back. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't know, like, looking at the website that they had these, like, fucking six ass suites. Yeah. And I want to go and stay in all these fucking swanky ass rooms (laughs) that they have. I was like, Adam, like, the the cheap, like, like, the most expensive one that I want to stay in is, like, 500 bucks a night. Like, we could totally fucking do that.
1: Yeah. And, um yeah so so that's gonna be us and we're hoping to like uh, dulce said put out a lot more bonus stuff yeah as we go on uh not necessarily all staying in hotels and investigations but different interviews stuff like that yeah uh yeah so anyway. basically
0: whatever the fuck we want
1: Yeah, and (laughs) and also we were told that we weren't giving enough information about ourselves, so we're gonna try and be more. Oh yeah, yeah. Involved. Well,
0: how many? How many people have told us that? uh,
1: Two or three. Two or
0: three. Well, if we can, if our listeners can reach a consensus that that's what they actually want to hear, then we'll do that.
1: Yeah, because we felt like you know a lot of other podcasts that we enjoy and are like listeners of tend to go on for quite a while yeah and it can get anyway so we're just trying to
0: yeah i think kind of like please everybody yeah 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 i mean we don't want to drool on and on
1: yeah like right now like we are right now (laughs) but (laughs) okay um so it's my turn right
0: uh yeah yeah
1: this was sent in by a listener but it's not actually a listener story it's taken from a book called my life in the ira the border campaigns by Michael Ryan so just a little quick rundown on what's actually going on in the book, it's not a spooky book at all, like like the title says it's about these two rebels working for the IRA so these guys in this particular occasion were on the run during the late 1950s and staying in a safe house out in the middle of nowhere in rural Ireland it was the author, he's he actually the the fellow who wrote the book it's a what's the word it's a first person account so it was the author's last night as he was due and he was due to be picked up and brought to dublin the next morning but his partner hadn't received any orders and was to stay on in the safe house so here we go we went to bed that night at our usual time about 10 p.m and talked for half an hour or so before going to sleep Like most men on the run, we were light sleepers. After perhaps three or four hours, we woke on hearing the sound of the latch being lifted. We both lay still. It could have been Sean, the person who lived in the house, coming to warn us of an impending raid. But we knew instinctively that it wasn't. And it most certainly wouldn't be his mother. His mother apparently had just nothing to do with these guys. She was disgusted that they were harboring uh, rebels. Anyway, we heard a slight creak as the door opened and the sound of the latch again as it closed. The intruder walked slowly to the unmade bed where the footsteps stopped. After a few seconds, we heard the bed springs creak as he lay down. Then there was silence. Christy lay stiff and silent beside me. And while I too thought there was something very strange happening, I decided that this stranger might be a comrade on the run. So, turning towards the bed, I whispered, Who's there? Who is that? But there was no response. Again I called out, but somewhat louder, Who's there? Still, there was no response. I let a minute or so elapse, and then I reached across the table for the match and lit the candle. That's how rural this place was, there was no electricity. I couldn't see clearly enough to the bed at the other side of the room, which was so big that a single lighted candle couldn't illuminate it properly. I got out of bed, took the candle holder in my hand and walked very slowly to the other bed. There was no one in it, nor was there anyone, else el- anyone elsewhere in the room. Throughout my search, Christy was silent. I walked back to our bed and set the candle back on the table before getting back in. Then Christy whispered to me, Jesus Mick, I'm not staying here on my own. This is a very strange house. <laughs> we didn't sleep another wink that night. What we had heard and experienced defied rational explanation. The next morning, after breakfast, as we were going upstairs to pack our gear, I asked Sean if I could have a word with him. I told him what had happened during the night. He paused for a few seconds and then said, I wouldn't worry about that. It's all right. That kind of thing happens in this house at odd times. He refused to say another word. Our driver arrived. And after I explained Christie's feelings, he dropped me off with the bus to Dublin and then cr- took Christie to another safe house. <laughs> so Christie got out. All right. Um, But yeah, I, I remember him uh, hearing about this, like last year. And I just thought like, that's perfect. Like these are two perfectly rational, like Irish, but IRA soldiers at least like those guys have been through it you know mm-hmm. and then same as our uh email from uh, our listener earlier jeremy adam yeah like sound-minded army men <laughs> <laughs> just telling us their spooky shit yeah and uh, obviously that's like just a small snippet from the book but the whole house itself when they were describing it was like super eerie out in the middle of nowhere no lights anywhere the mother hated them just wouldn't speak to them. And the son who was like harboring them was kind of like the middleman. But they all sat down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner together at the same time and like went for cups of tea. Nah, it just sounded fucking horrible. But yeah. So there you go. All right. Lay one on us, Dulce.
0: You got it. Here's the last one.
1: Well, your last one. I've got one left. Okay, this
0: I is the last got one, one for left me. left in me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this is from Thump.com. Username George McFly. McFly, 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 McFly. When we were kids, we did the Ouija board on Kalini Hill. We contacted the ghost of this demon who told us that Kalini Hill was an ancient burial ground but that the spirits couldn't rest because of the horrible rituals they performed in life to worship long-forgotten gods. We tried for ages to get the demon to go away, but he said he was grand. Eventually, (laughs) he just left, and we made our way down from the top of the hill. It was pretty late by this stage, and if you know Kalini Hill, you know how dark it gets there at night. Anyway... We were making our way through the trees and we could see that one part on the other side of the forest near the car park was illuminated by what we thought was a campfire. We were about to get a bit closer to check it out when we realized that people were moving around the fire, dancing. We were making our way through the trees and we could see that one part on the other side of the forest near the car park was illuminated by what we thought was a campfire we were about to get a bit closer to check it out when we realized that people were moving around the fire, dancing but through the trees it looked like they were horrible and misshapen then the weirdest thing happened I heard a voice from right behind me telling us to go towards the fire there was no one behind us though we ran all the way home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then, so, a username, re- or a user responded to that, username Waterfall. And he said, they wouldn't get away with that nowadays with all the people shagging in Honda Civics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, that particular story, um, I enjoyed. In particular, because Cliny Hill is... Where I grew, or close to where I grew up, and we spent a lot of like you know nights running around acting the shit. But there is so many stories, including one from my own dad that I will get of, um, Satanists, quote unquote Satanists, devil worshippers, um, all that kind of shit. So when I saw that, I was like, oh no, I need to include that, and also. <laughs> Because this next story is from my own grandmother, who is technically a listener. Granny Pat. Granny Pat. Granny Pat. And the house in this story is also on Cliny Hill. It's at the very base of Cliny Hill, and it's where my granddad grew up and where Granny lived when they were kids and shit like that when they were first starting out.
0: Love you, Granny.
1: Yeah, love you, Granny. Uh, Anyway. So this house is on a road called Glenalua Road. My great granny's house. I don't know why I wrote that like that, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, So granny and granddad were living there in their early marriage. This would have been in the early 70s. And had a young baby in the room with them. One of my granddad's sisters had come to visit from Wales for a few days and has her oldest child sleep in the small back bedroom. He wakes up around 4 a.m. every morning crying and saying that the lady keeps taking the covers off of him. And they were all just like, "Ah, would just stop, like, go back to bed like you're grand. Don't be worrying about it. Thinking he was just a kid, being a kid away from home and whatever. This goes on for a little while. Sister goes back home and another sister moves in. And she stays in that room. Cause it's the the spare room until one day she just walks out of the house saying that old one's back again that old lady is back again and uh she's like i'm not staying here anymore and she never stayed there again uh, and that particular sister is still alive and yeah so apparently she had like you know stuff going on in her life or whatever but I think the old lady in the bedroom just topped it off and she was like fuck it she went to England like she left the country
0: <laughs> <laughs> god dang.
1: Yeah. Um anyway about like this is all over the course of like only one year or something so by now uh, my granny and granddad have had their second child my dad and so they put the my auntie in the back bedroom so because dad was a crybaby literally um, th- he would cry in the night for like a bottle or whatever And wake up the other baby. and So they were like fuck it. Put her in the back room. And. She did. So they did anyway. But every night. Around 4am. Lisa would wake up. In the back room. Just crying. And like she was only like one, two years old. Granny would go in and check on her. And the blankets would always be all bunched up. Down the end of the cot. And like this is an old house and like the baby would be cold and right crying and stuff like that. And so they just thought, oh, she must be just kicking the blankets down. So yeah, anyway. That's that story. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the this old lady was back in the fucking room anyway. Any people that went in there, this old lady was just like no like get the fuck out like i'm gonna we'll pull it down so anyway after a little bit of research at the time they kind of put two and two together and figured that it was the the wife of the man who used to live in the house basically it was like something like mr tit miss tidwell or something like some mr. real <laughs> yeah mr <laughs> tits uh he ran the local porn directory <laughs> yeah <laughs> He was actually he was a shoe cobbler.
0: He had a lot of cows yeah. with lots of tits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah, so they reckon it was his wife in there anyway, just being like, who the fuck are these people? Get out. Yeah. So anyway, a few years later, my great granny who owned that house um, came to live with my granny and granddad. So like the roles switched and she ended up being in their back bedroom in their new house that they had bought. And eventually she passed away while living there in the back bedroom and the oldest child that was the baby in the back bedroom in the last house wouldn't step foot in that room again she was like no like she was just freaked out even as like a young child she was like no like that's granny's room like i'm not going in there and um i do remember her telling me this as a kid and scaring the fucking shit out of me. She was like, No, that's where uh, that's where your granny died and like blah blah blah. Anyway, I would never go in the room. Shortly after that she passed away, my granddad was woke up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet. At the time he was drinking quite heavily. And the next morning he came downstairs and he was like, My mom, my mother was on the top of the stairs. Like she was on the landing night. I had to walk past it to get to the toilet. and everyone was like just shut the fuck up like you know what I mean like you were pissed or you were drunk like just whatever but he was like and still like I remember him saying it to me before he died like no like that was my fucking mother and we were all like ha 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 (laughs) yeah yeah but now my granny said to me she's convinced it was something in that side of the family that they're all just a little bit more sensitive maybe um because recently, my granddad had a lot of brothers and sisters. They all kind of went their separate ways. And as they got older, kind of came back into one another's lives. So one of his sisters passed away not that long ago. And granny was telling me, totally average, like whatever. You know, you see somebody and you think, God, that looks so much like, uh, I think his sister's name was Nellie. She was walking through town and she saw her. And as she got closer, she was like, no that is her like that this is crazy like she looked the spitting image of her but she just thought my god like well like such a small world like she looked so familiar i thought nothing more of it and then she was on the phone to my another sister (laughs) of my granddad who was still alive and she said god like i saw a woman and she looked so much like nelly and so his sister says that's funny because i fell asleep here in the sitting room like only a few weeks ago by the fire And when I woke up, I saw her in the window, just waving at me. Nellie. Nellie, yeah, the dead sister. So that's only now in the last few weeks this has happened. And that's why has my granny thinking, oh, maybe there is something on that side of the family that they were all maybe a little more sensitive. I didn't get it. Just heads up, I'm not sensitive (laughs) in any sense of the word. But yeah, so... She reckons they're coming back to visit.
0: I gotta believe your granddad though, because I mean, if if he saw his mom, like, and he's dead set that that was his mom, he saw. What better person would be the one to tell you, to identify their own mother? I know, and like the fact than a son. Yeah,
1: and it was in his house in the middle of the night on the landing yeah so everybody just thought like ah, oh, no it's whatever
0: yeah no yeah i feel that because if i said like i i know it's gonna happen but i don't want to think about it if i were to see my mom after she passes i'll be damned if someone tells me <laughs> i didn't just see her fucking goes no i fucking saw it yeah yeah, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> and uh he was a hard man to convince otherwise you know what i mean once yeah like he was dead set no pun intended that was his mom yeah in the middle of the night so uh
0: well yeah i mean that that makes that that's interesting that you said that because your sister um used to scare your family when she was a kid because she used to see things and know things
1: yeah she had, and she would know people from the other side of the family um and yeah i scared the fucking shit out of my mom in particular yeah with her stories um so yeah maybe she still has that weird thing that carried through the the rest of the family Mm -hmm. so there's our listener episode (laughs) i'm gonna have to edit so much
0: (laughs) yeah you are uh
1: we hope you enjoyed
0: yeah um and again if you want to send us your story it's weeklycreep at gmail.com
1: yeah, and Weekly Creep on Twitter, on Instagram, and also YouTube. If you fancy watching, um, you can catch us on there. You can find us at, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, something called Breaker.com. Um,
0: Did you already say YouTube? Yeah. Okay.
1: I said YouTube.
0: Check out the YouTube videos because Adam puts little Easter eggs in there. So if you can catch them, you'll get a good laugh.
1: Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's it. Um, We will see you on Friday with another episode. And again, this is going to come out on the first of every month. So get your listener listener stories in. And they'll definitely either make it on a regular episode on a Friday or one of these listener only episodes.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Bye.
1: Bye.